Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All righty, welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The last non-football Friday until... Well, is it week two in February? And then they'll find they'll crown the uh, Los Angeles Chargers as the Super oh, Bowl champion. Coming in hot today. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, here we are. Glad that you could be with us as, as we spend the next couple of hours talking sports with you. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. We'll speak with Tom Cakert at the bottom of the hour. Well, a number of places to go, obviously, the Big Ten media contract. Kevin Warren sat down with Bryant Gumbel on Real Sports, which will debut on Tuesday night, immediately following Hard Knocks. And uh, some of the transcripts that are now being posted to Twitter, if you have to find any audio, transcripts, at least partial uh, transcripts are available. And Boy, if you're a fan of uh, of a Pac-12 team trying to hold that bad boy together, today might not be a good day for you as far as um, wanting to go into the weekend with a positive frame of mind, because it sure sounds to me uh, like the Big Ten uh, is going to get to 20 at some point, and all uh, with with. And I don't think Notre Dame's coming. Um, but you got to find travel partners for USC and UCLA, and it certainly would make some sense. So, Kevin Warren, I know where I'll be at uh, ten. Well, at ten o'clock at night on Tuesday night, and that's watching uh, real sports. I'm right there with you. It's an incredibly uh, Kevin Warren. How much he has changed during the two years? Yeah, you remember how reserved and almost nervous he was at the beginning? It's because he had no say. He was thrown into. Uh-huh. A situation that was completely different, mm-hmm. a different job than he'd ever had working for the NFL. Oh, by the way, here's a once-in-a-generational pandemic. <laughs> right. Figure this out. <laughs> right. And, by the way, you're now working in the world of academia uh-huh. as opposed to the world of real, right. quote-unquote, business. Now, yes, academia is a business. College athletics is a business. But there are different... Well, he's coming from an NFL background right. where you have to know the salary cap. And it's all about money, 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 uh-huh. money, money. This is also about money, money, money. <sighs> but... There's different circumstances that lead to that direction. And he was nervous. He was at times, he seemed like he... Well, he was muzzled for sure. Yes. And it was, diff- it was difficult for him to get the message across that he was trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. I mean, no. he's out there and he yes. is confident. Yeah. He is strutting around. Trent, he's one of the most powerful people in sports. In sports. Yes. Period. Yes. I mean, his conference is making more than any other conference in college football. A huge business. And college athletics. He's one of the most powerful people in sports. I'm sure you saw the chart yesterday of what each league makes TV-wise. I, I did not. So the NFL is $10 billion a year. Okay. I did see the the um, the hockey reference. Yes, and it's more than hockey. Well, twice as much. So... And, which is crazy in its own right. But I, I got thinking about this. So right above on this list that had all these different properties, mm-hmm. it was Major League Baseball, which was $1.96 billion a year is what Major League Baseball gets. And the Big Ten will be at $1.15 billion mm-hmm. a year when their contract comes into being. And I thought about it this way. The New York Yankees will make less money from the Major League Baseball deal than Rutgers. That's wild. Because, again, 32 teams as opposed to uh-huh. 16 teams. Yeah. Do the math. 
one point one versus one point nine million, and it just popped into my head. The Rutgers athletic department will get more television money from the Big Ten than Major League Baseball. Now there, will pay the there are other revenue streams. There are, sure. right. but but I get your point. Yeah, when, you're, I, when it comes to TV, yeah. Rutgers makes more than the Yankees. The most That's where we are. storied franchise. In sports, certainly uh, on this continent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll get if you want to go find me a soccer team across the pond, uh, I'll get there. I mean, that argument, not sure I'll buy it, but the the Yankees are the Yankees. <laughs> but Rutgers, that's really good. Yeah. You know, you you're uh, you're a new man here today. Well, you, I'm you've recovered, aren't yes, you? I finally. It took five days. You got home Sunday. Sunday here we night. Are Friday. I was bad on Monday. I was mm-hmm. worse on Tuesday. Yep. Wednesday, I thought I was turning the corner. Nope. Then maybe a mini step back on Thursday. Here we are. And what are you saying? That's the first good point I've made no, all week. No, well, no, that is that's really good though. Um, you ready to go back? <laughs> yeah, are you ready? ready to now go I'm back? ready. Now I'm ready. <laughs> we're going out for Tara's 40th birthday party. Are you? In the when's fall. that? Uh, we're gonna go. She's got a couple of work days off in November, so we're gonna make that happen. We're gonna go out there Iowa Purdue weekend. What weekend is that? It is November 4th. So gonna go Friday afternoon. Come back on Monday. So you might have a Monday solo show that week. Could you could you come back on Tuesday? What's that? I might go Sunday. Oh, oh, I see what you're doing. I see making that happen, huh? My son's off Sunday and Monday. Oh, I see. We'll talk. Okay, let's do it. We'll I'm talk. in. I'm in. Uh, that, that might, Another that would Vegas be fun. trip. Imagine that. Here we go. All right. Uh, so we, did we get through the BMW? We got the Tom Kicker and we, we stopped. Did, yeah. uh, Tom Kicker coming up bottom of the hour. Mitch Holtis will be back with us live. Uh, coming up at 10.50, Mike Palm, speaking to Circa, uh, he'll join us at 11.05 in his weekly spot. Uh, and then Dave Sproul on Iowa State, of course, Dave with 1430K ASI, and now part of the Learfield broadcast. So he'll join us, catch up on the Cyclones. Jake Remsburg is going to miss some time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he's day-to-day, apparently. Now, this we were told about this on Monday. So he's had this. It's, this injury didn't happen yesterday. It, it probably happened before Monday because that's when it started to trickle out. Yes. Uh, that he's, or, so I don't know when it happened, but um, some members of the media kind of got wind that this is, uh, this is a thing on Monday. I uh, hope he can play. He's got a couple of weeks uh, in order to get back in there for the, uh, for the opener. Uh, but this is the offensive line. You want some continuity. You want the ones practicing with the ones. And he was in all likelihood going to be one of those ones. Is this going to turn into a well, week-to-week? You know, the Iowa State thing, right? right. What was, who was the week-to-week injury? Yeah, that lasted all year? Yeah. I don't remember. Offensive lineman. Um, I, mean, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Was it Newell? I don't know. Yeah. It, w- it was one of them, but... And we were told, well, we'll see. Maybe yeah. next week. Got to the bowl game. Speaking of injuries to college players, you mm-hmm. told me this yesterday, or you told me this this morning. You saw Keegan Johnson in the picture, and he was fully padded out. He was padded. He was at practice. Now, was he? Was his helmet on? Yes. Chin strap buckled? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Huh? Looks like he was going through warm-ups. Okay. So are they trying to trick us? Well, it could be, right? right. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't want to go too far. Uh, here is the picture. It's from Iowa football yesterday afternoon at 3.12 p.m. Mm-hmm. It is him in shoulder pads. His helmet is on, though it's kind of tilted up. Uh-huh. Uh, but it looks like he... Looks like he's maybe huffing and puffing. Again, we're reading a still picture. This is what our world is. <laughs> Folks, you think this is easy. This is what we have to do. It's, it's trying to decipher it. It's true. But that's what we're doing. Yeah. But uh, this is the first time, he's maybe. Been, he's been on the practice field. Right? Since yeah. last December? Yeah. That's where so we are. So this is at least encouraging? We found out, we have been told that the injury that he sustained back at the end of the season, the bowl game, and the one that he's been dealing with here recently are two different injuries. Mm-hmm. Now, was that one 
back in January. Was that the core injury or is this the recent mm-hmm. one, the core injury? That is still open to speculation from everything that I've read. What we do know, there is a picture, Keegan Johnson on the practice field. Well, that, that's certainly good news because this is a room that doesn't have a ton of depth and he's going to be right up if, there. If he's not available this year. Ooh, don't go there. Seriously. Yeah. You if know, he's not available. You know my love of Arlen Bruce. Uh-huh. I think he's a really fun player that can do a lot of good I do, things. I agree. And then Nico Rogini is a guy. Mm-hmm. He's been around for a while. Yep. He's been a lot of those guys in the, in the program. Right. He's a guy, though. Yep. He's not a difference maker. No. But he'll make some plays this year. We'll see the Boston kid that's a freshman. I mean, he's really lanky. I mean, he's got that rail kind of thin frame to him. We'll see if he can make some mm-hmm. plays. And that's it. Brody Brecht, again, injuries. Mm-hmm. And I've said before, I don't know if he has the speed as a Big Ten receiver to be a guy that's going to be a difference maker. And then you're talking about a bunch of walk-ons. And Alec that can work. Wick. But who's, the, who's making play down the field? Is Alec Wick? No, it's Keegan Johnson. It's Keegan Johnson. Right. He's that guy. Yes. Arlen Bruce, I, you don't see as that kind no, of guy. No, he's a slot guy. Right. He'll make some plays Absolutely and he can be. Will. He's got speed. But when you're talking about that consistency in the frame at six foot two, Keegan Johnson's the only guy that really mm-hmm. looks like that on the roster. Do you lose that? Oof. It's scary. Well, uh, he was on the field yesterday. We'll get the latest uh, with Tom Caker coming up here uh, at the bottom of the hour. Are you ready to talk about your squad? The Chicago Bears? The Chicago Bears. The undefeated Chicago Bears? (laughs) So here's my takeaway from last night. And as we tried to put lipstick on what we think is going to be a pig of the 2022 season. So I don't know. I watched most of the game, Mm -hmm. uh, certainly till the fourth quarter. I watched a lot more than I anticipated as well. Likewise. uh, There was no baseball game. The the Blue Jays, nice job, Jose Barrios, by the way, were routing the Yankees. Um, And I got more interested late in baseball or no, in, in football? In the football. Oh, because you had the total. I did. Did you go under? You yes, did. I did. You were one of the few uh-huh. that uh, that uh, that cashed. Yeah, good. Yes. Yeah, it did get a little hairy right it down did. the stretch. But the but the ESPN put up a graphic last night that if you're a Bears fan and I'm not saying you needed to hear what Dave Sinekin said yesterday about Aaron Rodgers, but there's a lot of chatter that this is it for Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. this year. The Chicago Bears in 2023 have $123 million of cap space, by far the most of any of the 32 teams in the NFL. We talked about this earlier in the week. It's probably going to be a long year. What does that mean? You'll probably get a really good draft pick. You don't need a quarterback. A lot of teams do. You're finally, in all likelihood, going to be in a spot where you can recoup some of those first-round picks from a team that's in the 20s, in the teens, that needs a quarterback. We'll give you our 19th pick and picks one next year and the following year. $123 million, new stadium coming to Chicago. Aaron Rodgers go walking into retirement, whatever the hell he's going to be mm-hmm. doing, that remains to be seen. Kurt Cousins. I like him. Yeah. I like him. But he's what, 35 now? Right. And he's got an offensive coordinator, and that defense isn't getting any younger. The Lions are the Lions. Jared Goff, does he strike fear into anybody? Trent, if I could buy stock today mm-hmm. and, and I had to keep it for two or three years in a team, it might be the Bears. Ownership group still the same. But she's how old? Very old. Right? Well, and it's not Virginia. No, but she's still it's her moron sons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's the problem. But and they will get handed the keys to the car. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She still travels with the team. I know she does. And so does uh, does uh I wish it was just Virginia instead of her. Yeah. 
What's Mrs. Sons? Ford? What's her name of the, of the Ford family? Whatever. I call her ma'am. Ma'am? Well, mm-hmm. she still travels too. Uh, the patriarchs. Anyways, matriarchs. Yes. Um, but you know what? If you're a Bears fan, it's going to be a long year. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. But maybe that long, long drought. See that oasis way mm-hmm. off there in the distance? And you can hear that water. Maybe it's not an oasis. Well, whatever it, it is. It might be real. Yeah. Because talking yesterday to Jeff Hughes, you know how down, downtrodden I am about the team that I root for in the mm-hmm. NFL. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, I've been they so frustrated. They kicked you too many times. Yes. And I'm at the point where I got to see a, a lot more. You were a young boy in 1985. <laughs> I was in kindergarten. Right. My daughter is now going into second grade. <laughs> She's much older than I was at that point. That was a long, long time ago. And though there's been good teams and there's been fun seasons mm-hmm. overall, for an organization in Chicago playing football, I mean, this should be a slam dunk, right? Yeah. This should be an organization that is like New England has right. been. This just should be a franchise that wins in a consistent basis. They just aren't. That should not be the way that it is, but that's the way that it is. When I look at that and you lay it out and, and talking about the young guys and watching them again yesterday, and yes, I got excited for a punter because <laughs> the Gill kid's good. Yeah. And, and, there are pieces there and watching it and those young guys flying around and I'm, I'm excited about the future. I just, do I wish that they would have done more to help Fields out this year? If the offensive line was yeah. an extra piece there and a wide receiver that's not a veteran like Byron Pringle, right. a step above mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Not Nikhil Harry, who has been a disappointment yeah. in his career. There's a reason Belichick dumped him. Right. Yeah, I would love to see that, but commit. Maybe there's a chance there. Certainly had a good first quarter. He did. He's got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. That's been the knock against mm-hmm. him to this point. But my excitement level has gone up a notch. Now, it was at a one. Right. It might be a two and a half right now. We're not close to a ten, but there's something, even in a year that you know they're not going to be very good, to look forward to. And you know, there's something about going through those pains, too, as a fan, watching the crap. And then when you get when that you breakthrough get the moment. Payoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think of that. Well, my freshman year at Iowa and watching Hayden's last year, Kirk's first year, my second year, and then the payoff and fishing out and being down in Miami and thinking where it all started. That seemed like a long time to you, though. <laughs> Trent, I was on the radio. That was a long, a time, long ago. time ago. I, yes. That was yeah. half a lifetime ago now Dude, for me. That's unbelievable. And, but to see that breakthrough. When you get the payoff, yes. it's, it's all worth it, right? Look, I suffered through some awful Sundays. John Elway looked terrible. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you had it comes. your teeth kicked in in Super Bowls, too. Right, 55-10. Timmy Smith, heard of him? Of course you have it. He's in jail. But you heard him one Sunday. And that helicopter moment with oh, Elway against God. the Packers. I mean, the elation. Does that old man want to win this uh-huh. thing? I still hear the play-by-play of the radio <laughs> guys. Um, and then coming back the next year and beating Atlanta. That's being a fan, right? It's being a fan. It's and going through the crap times yes. that are just terrible, and they're brutal. And it's we... coming, though. The payoff's coming. Honestly, you get to March next year. I know that you – but it's going to be a long year. It is, yeah. But March is the start of free agency. I repeat myself. No team has anywhere close to the cap mm-hmm. space that the Chicago Bears will have. This is from ESPN. This isn't from Ken Miller, <laughs> right? This is you ESPN. haven't been breaking down the cap? No, I haven't. After 8.30 last night? <laughs> no, but I did see it after 8.30. But you know what I did? I got my phone. I uh-huh. paused the thing because I wanted to make sure I see what I was seeing. $123 million in cap space. If indeed you get a top five pick – you don't need to expend it on a quarterback. There are teams that will give you whatever they want to get one of these young. It's a quarterback-heavy draft. Mm-hmm. 
You're in a great spot, a great spot. New stadium coming. Does 2023 mean you're going to, you know, be be a um, uh, go from I don't know what are they 100 to one to win the uh, win the Super Bowl to in the teens? No, probably not. But you know what? You're going to see progress, and then the following year, all chips in. You just have to have one thing: a quarterback. They have one. Yes, I think they do. I really believe. I grow that they more do. and more confident. Mm-hmm. Now we saw him one series last mm-hmm. night. Um, I really, I mean, it's it's preseason. It right? is. Yeah. Komet looked terrific. They've, he's developing a relationship with him. That little that little boot that he can do because he's a threat with he his is, legs, yes. a big threat. Uh, you got a quarterback. Another huge takeaway last night is actually at the top of my sheet. Seattle's going to be brutal. Oh my god. Drew Locke, is he hurt? He's got COVID. Oh, that's right. You did mention that. Yeah, he was he was named the starter, yep. and literally ten minutes later, it was made public that uh, he's going to miss the game with COVID. Wow! <laughs> right? Just absolutely. Geno Smith. Ooh, that's going to be a, that's a brutal. What happened to that franchise? How quickly mm-hmm. it can change, right? Well, when you continue to pay the guys, yep, and you get to that cap limit, and then you when the, you got to build it, yep. break it back down, when you it have takes to pay your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, things are going to change on your roster. This is why the window of the opportunity for the Bears is going to close very quickly. You want to get it done early. Yeah. And then you look at the model that New England was able to do, now that Kansas City's trying to do. And that's why Tyreek Hill is not wearing mm-hmm. the red and gold this no, year. No, there's going to be pain. There's, yeah. there's going to be pain once you get to that point. But you know what? It's almost worth it because you're at that point, right? right. You got a quarterback, you realize you have to pay him. Uh, and that's good. Mm-hmm. You drafted him, you developed him, and you didn't. He's not a bust. He's he's going to make it. Anyways, um, that was my takeaway from the game last night. Any base? Oh boy, how about the uh, the Astros and the White Sox? Was that bad or what? Did you see Larusa after the yes, game? Yes, I did. He was. Uh, he looked battered. Yes. after that one. And there's had to have been a bunch of those in his career, mm-hmm. doing it as long as he has. But ooh, Pulhos, um, Wainwright, forty plus guys. First time ever that. And where where does Elias Sports come up with these? Uh, the, it's got to be a database. categories, yeah. Right? We're a database where you just punch in a bunch has of. Has there things. ever been a forty-year-old pitcher pitch seven innings in a win and the same game as a is a forty-plus hitter hit a grand slam? <laughs> I mean, who thinks of that? Elias Sports apparently. Um, so they checked that box last night. But good for Pujols. You know what? This is not going to be much of a race, I don't think. In the um, in the Central, hope it is. I'm fully invested in the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Selfishly, I hope it is. As I said earlier in the week, I don't believe it's going to be. Um, but that's something to kind of watch, right? Yeah. Is, is the, the Cubs stink. There's, there's nothing there with them. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, it's between the Brewers and the Cardinals. And you've got an, oh, by the way, a guy that's chasing a milestone. He's been around the game a long time. Did he cheat? Didn't get caught. Yeah. Didn't get caught. And as he gets closer and closer, I know I'm going to be more and more invested. I am too. And I'm going to find my way over to 671 a whole lot more. Yep. Pass A-Rod. Mm-hmm. Get past him. Get yes. 696, 697, 700. Who knows? But it's something to watch down the stretch of one of, Eric quote, our regional teams. I loved on Monday when you posted if he gets to 699. You, you almost have to, don't you? I mean, he says he's not. He, he can't give he... the NBA 10-day contract anymore, but... <laughs> yeah. Give it out a couple of those to begin right. the season next year for right. him. Let's see if you can do that. Somebody would do it, though. Yeah, but he wouldn't do it in any other uniform than the Cardinals. Yeah, that's You great. couldn't do that. Come now. in full circle, yeah. You're a Washington National to trot him out there. Or <laughs> Miami Oakland Marlin. A, Miami Marlin just to get 700. That would be, um, no, that's, uh, nobody wants to see that. 
Nobody wants to see that. So that was baseball from yesterday, at least my takeaways last uh, yesterday. Jacob DeGrom got beat, though. He Northern did. That's got beat. Another good game. These Braves. Um, What's the lead? Is it four? Is, is that what it is? Is it four or three? Let me look. It is it, three and a half. Three and a half. Um, we got a race? Yes, we do. I think so. And the Braves just continue to lock up young guys. Mm-hmm. And they are, for all intents and purposes, they're set. Yeah. For the next five years. What about Dansby Swanson? He's the only one that they haven't got. Now, he's a decent player. Yeah, I, think, I don't think he's irreplaceable by any no. means. No, I mean, he's... He's had, he's had a great year. He has. 16 homers, mm-hmm. hitting nearly 300, you know, pounds the ball over, plays good Vanderbilt, defense. right? Vanderbilt kid? I Is think that what he, he was? I yeah. He did. went to Vanderbilt. But they just keep bringing him in, right? Mm-hmm. And think of how young this group is. And oh. they're just growing together. And it looks like they got more still on the way. Yeah. If you're... A team like the Braves, do you just let them walk, knowing that well, we got plenty in the pipeline? There's other places, and you know, we can spend on pitching. Mm-hmm. There, there's other things that well, they're going to have to spend on pitching with those young guys yeah. you just referenced before, sooner rather than later. It's uh, wild to watch them. Over. No, it really is. I watched episode one yesterday of the Manti Teo piece. You did, yes. okay. I was uh, downstairs talking to AD a little bit about it too. Where is this? Is is he seen it? Yes. And is he seen both, or is he seen? Do you know I don't he know is? if he's watched both. He just said that him and Judy really enjoyed watching oh, it. It's dark. It's dark. Oh, what this guy did. Not Teo. Mm-hmm. I I feel bad for him. Yeah. I really do. And as was pointed, we talked about it yesterday. In 2000, was it 2009? Whenever it was. I think it was 2009. Nobody ever heard of being catfished. No, no. This wasn't a term that we were familiar with. Um, and the way that this thing played out, you know what he is? He's a good-hearted soul. Yeah. He's got a... I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Because you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So once you see it, we'll talk about it more. Yes. But boy, oh boy. I'm putting it on the list for this weekend. Yeah, see if you, I'm going to finish it this week. I got yeah. through episode one yesterday, um, episode two at some point. But boy, oh boy, it's just like, I see you in an entirely different light, dude. Yeah. You're a good person. Anyways, <laughs> I'll stop right there. We will get into the Hawks with our friend Tom Caker coming up. We'll get his opinion on the still pick uh, that is reverberating <laughs> amongst Hawkeye Nation. Oh, what a world. What a world indeed. Latest on the uh, Big Ten meteorites again. Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big 12, is going to be one of the focal points of real sports on HBO. Bryant Gumble and Kevin Warren sat down. Apparently Warren doesn't do these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a real rarity, uh, but Real Sports has him. It's been taped already. Some of the transcripts are coming out. If you're a fan of a Pac-12, a Pac-12 team, um, not named UCLA at this point or USC, you have to worry what the future of this conference is going to be. You really do, because it sounds as though Kevin Warren is going to, and Dennis Dodd wrote about this. Now, he has not been right throughout this for the most part. He had the Big 12 in, uh, and the Big 12 and the four corner schools, uh, in, engaging in serious talks like the day after it happened. Um, everybody gets them wrong. I'm not killing Dennis Dodd. But, um, it sure sounds as though the four targets are going to be from the West Coast. Because of one reason, one reason only, the travel that UCLA and USC um, are, and, and all of their sports are going to have to go through uh, in their uh, new environment, which is the Big Ten. Miller and Condon underway on a Friday. So we'll talk to Tom Caker. We'll speak with Mitch Holtis, Mike uh, Palm from Circus Sports, Dave Sproul on Iowa State, and then our Claxons giveaway. I think we'll probably just, do you want to just do NFL games this weekend? Oh, we can do that. Yeah. Should I sprinkle in a little CFL? Well, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do golf. 
Who was playing? Apparently, Roy McElroy and Patrick Reed. Somebody just sent me a text. I'll look at it during the break. Um, so Tiger met with the crew in Delaware. Is that where they are? Mm. Wilmington or are they in Philly? Mm. Wherever they are. Yes. Tiger showed up in the room amongst the PGA uh, players. Uh, he's going to. He's trying to keep it together, right? Yeah. And, and um, I guess Patrick Reed, who. You know, we know Patrick Reed's history. Yep. Uh, he's just sued uh, Brendel Chambly for $750 million for something that he said that really doesn't cross any lines. No, not at all. Uh, but um, apparently there's some... But again, it's football season. Live golf makes my head hurt. Uh, I don't think I'm alone. I think it makes our listeners' ears hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Anyways, it's 1025, and Tom Cakert is coming up next, and Miller and Condon are on your radio on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.322. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. You know what the music means. We're going to talk some Hawks. Tom Caker momentarily. Mitch Holt is coming up. So here's the Rory McIlroy, uh, Patrick Reed little set. Mm-hmm. Apparently Patrick Reed spoke out against Rory, saying he'll never win a Masters to complete that Grand Slam. Rory fired back. The only chance Reed has of getting a Grand Slam is at Denny's. <laughs> Love it. Good for that you, Rory McIlroy. Now, Rory's not, got to stop putting it in the drink, as he did late in the round yesterday. Oh, I got did him to he? win, yeah, at 11-1. to 1. He was six under. He was cruising tripled. That's his, That's him, though. It that, is. That's how he plays. But, boy, he's... Uh, what a comeback, though. Indeed. Huh? That's pretty good. Let's get Tom Cakert in here. Tom, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. A lot of ground to cover with you, and uh, look forward to doing just that. We'll get to the media rights and everything in just a second, but uh, Trent Condon didn't have his tinfoil hat on for this one. He actually saw a still picture like everybody did. Trent, why don't you uh, fill us in? Yeah, Keegan Johnson back in practice. He's got a helmet, not completely on, but on the top of his head. There were shoulder pads. Keegan Johnson, is he really back at practice? Yeah, and I shared that last or during the week. I talked to some people on Saturday that they expected that he was going to be back at some point this week, and um, and there he was. So they're going to be careful with him, work his way back. Uh, Brody Brex also got his helmet back on and shoulder pads, so that's a positive because Nico Regani is currently sidelined and probably going to miss a couple of weeks, I think, with the wow. with a uh, foot injury. So they are they are short on body. Couple of game weeks, Tom. Which, if obviously, if it's a couple, means Cyhawk. Does that is that what that means? Or a couple of weeks may not include actual games. It might be a game, and uh, you know the, he's in a boot right now. Okay. So. We know um, Alec, yeah. Alec Wick, he was listed on the depth chart, and we've kind of learned a little bit more about him. Jack Johnson, a kid from West Des Moines Valley, he was a big playmaker for the Tigers. These walk-on candidates that are out there, oh, you got the Wetchin kid uh, also that comes in from Iowa Western. Anybody that you've heard has had a good camp out of that walk-on group that you anticipate is going to be a pretty solid part of this rotation? I'll tell you, Arlen Bruce was just raving about Alec Wick and was he? what he does, and yeah, and some uh, somebody around the program that I trust kind of, it's funny because it was his OC at Iowa City Regina, but compared him to Ed Hinkle. Hmm. Just that he's, he's Ed Hinkle-esque. 
So just catches everything, uh, not flashy, but just makes plays and just doesn't make many mistakes. So um, the other thing you probably are going to see, and we saw that uh, the kids' day practice a little bit, is probably, um, you know, they're going to split Sam Laporta out a little bit and kind of play him as a wide receiver sometimes. And that's essentially what he played in high school was a wide receiver. He didn't really line up along the line. So um, I, I think we'll see some of that as well. Tom, you mentioned uh, Nico Regani, which was uh, certainly news to, to me. I won't speak for Trent. Any any other, um, I don't know, if rumors or, or confirmed injuries on the team as they go through camp? What have you heard? Um, not a lot, but they're pretty banged up. I'll say that. Um, you know, they're, they've just had a lot of, a lot of guys in and out and more than usual. And that's kind of limited, I think, what they could do. Um, and kind of limited the, I think they were just open to get through the end of camp. And, and, uh, they had the little party last night at, at Kirk Ferentz's house where they bring some food trucks in and stuff like that. So, that signifies that they're out of the hotel because school has started. So those guys have to start going to class. So um, obviously they've got a couple more weeks uh, before, you know, a game, but um, you know, they're done with, with camp. I think they're going to try and get as healthy as possible. uh, Have been to that opener. And uh, that opener, one of the things that I took away from the running game, uh, is the kids' day of the running game and the offensive line looking pretty good? Uh, also, watching the BTN tour uh, that's up on YouTube. I know the TV product's not ready yet, but uh, when is that, Trent? Uh, I think it's twenty third. Did you say? I think it's tomorrow. Actually, is I thought it was the twentieth, but yeah, right. you can see it on YouTube. And takeaway there, that offensive line, even with all those young pieces playing pretty well, the running game. Boy, it's got a chance to be a lot better, and that's going to be a big help, it feels like, obviously, uh, Tom. If Iowa runs the ball better, the quarterback job becomes a lot easier. Yeah, I should note, um, Gavin Williams is back at practice, too, and mm-hmm. he had been missing time, and um, he, he was probably watching uh, Caleb <laughs> yeah. Johnson run yeah. the football and, and said, well, my hamstring's starting to feel a little bit better <laughs> now. Uh, I, need to, I need to probably get out of there because I don't want to be Wally Pipped, and none of those kids would know who Wally Pipp is, nope. probably, right? <laughs> nope. Um, but uh, just us old folks know, know who Wally Pipp is, but uh, Caleb Johnson's been a real, uh, real star of camp. I think um, he's going to play this year. Um, Jesse and Patterson's look pretty good on, on Kids Day too, and I, I just think they're, I, they'll probably end up redshirting him unless they mm. they have to play uh, and, and use him uh, along the offensive line. Jennings Dunker has been kind of the one of the better stories. Uh, didn't expect him to make the climb that he has, but it, it looks like he's in the top five uh, along the offensive line right now. And uh, they, they've got some physicality uh, on the interior. Uh, one guy that they're, that they got to get back though, I think is Mason Richmond uh, left tackles been out uh, for a good part of camp uh, here recently. So uh, I think they're hopeful that they can get him back, but otherwise if he doesn't, uh, Jack Plum's going to play left tackle and, Connor Colby, I think, is going to play right tackle this year regardless at this point. Uh, I'm sure you saw Donardo's tweet when they came through camp, not exactly the most glowing reference to the quarterback position at the University of Iowa. What are you hearing along the lines as far as what Padilla and uh, Petrus, what kind of weeks they, they've had since you guys saw them on Saturday? Anything, Tom? Just that, uh, you know, it, it's pretty clear 
based on the people that I've talked to, have you know, know a couple of people who've been to multiple practices that it, it's pretty clear that Spencer's going to be the starter. And, um, you know, Padilla's the second uh, guy. I think the more interesting thing is that Labus really hasn't made that push mm-hmm. to kind of push for um, second team uh, reps. So um, that's something to monitor heading into this season and during, you know, practice and everything else is um, because I was going to look to the future too. And I know they've got Marco Lainez coming in. They've got Carson May on campus, but um, is next, is this winter going to be the year that, uh, that Iowa ventures into the portal for a quarterback? Because I think that's a possibility after, after Petrus leaves. Hey, a quick recruiting question. You mentioned they got Marco Lainez already committed. He's been committed for a while. We saw Jackson Smolik from Dowling Catholic blow up this summer. Gets a Virginia yeah. Tech offer, Penn State offer. He was committed to Tulane and just last week flipped his commitment to Penn State. Did Iowa ever try to get mm. involved with him again? Did they Did they give another look? To, had you heard anything on the Jackson Smolik front? No. Once they got Lainez, they pretty much shut down their quarterback recruiting. So, I think um, that might be a mistake. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, it's hmm. a really good story about this. Yes. It, it just, you know, he just uh, kept going and kept going. And, and you guys have seen it. Uh, Trent, mm-hmm. I know you've seen him yep. more than I have. And he just, boy, he's real. His stock went. It, it's it's wild. There's probably, you know, two quarterbacks in Central Iowa with uh, with yeah, as cool. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, both big-time quarterbacks uh you know i don't think cole was ever coming to iowa but he kind of fits mm-hmm. iowa better than iowa state in my opinion just his skill set uh but i don't think just based on his his uh his family history right. that he was going to come and play at play at the university of iowa at any point uh but but i i'll tell you this uh, the iowa coaches feel like Lanez is the the best quarterback prospect that they have uh, recruited in the Ferentz era. Really? Because, I mean, we see in the recruiting services, rivals included, that he's kind of dropped down. So what is it that you've heard that the Iowa coaches like that some of the scouting services has maybe taken a step back on Lioness? Yeah, and and I'll say this. He he did not have a great spring-summer no. uh, camp circuit. This didn't perform well. But before then, he had really performed well. Okay. So, um uh, I, I think that's where it where it came from is that he just kind of kind of struggled uh, this year. But they like they really like his makeup, his leadership, uh, the way he throws the ball. Uh, he's a little more mobile uh, than some of the other Iowa quarterbacks that they've recruited. So um, I, I think they that that's the those are the things that that jump out. But like I said, I, I it would not shock me if they kind of go portaling uh, after this season to try and find somebody to kind of fill that gap uh, unless they, they feel like uh, Joe Labus has really made the leap this year. A week from Saturday, uh, who lines up, uh, who trots onto the field to kick the first field goal? I'm going to say it's Drew Stevens. The freshman, the freshman correct? I, I th- yeah. 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 Just based on, um, I just, he was really consistent, but so was, I mean, they were 15 for 15 at the kids day thing. So, um, but the fact that Tory Taylor was holding for him and not for, um, mm. uh, just, just made uh, that, that makes you think because I, I know Tory's going to be the number one holder. So 
So um, just that fact kind of hinted to me that that's kind of your your wink, wink that, hey, we think Drew Stevens is going to be the guy. Well, Tom, of course, yesterday the big news was about the TV rights deal that comes out for the Big Ten. We talked about it a ton, but a takeaway or two that comes out of it from your perspective and maybe paint it with a little bit of an Iowa slant. What does this mean for Iowa athletics in general in comparison to the Big Ten as a whole? It means every Big Ten school is going to have 10 more associate athletic directors. <laughs> right, right. Just what they need. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, for Iowa, maybe it means that they can pay off that loan that they had to take uh, out yeah. uh, through the university a little sooner. Um, interested to ask Gary about that. But from what I understand, they're not going to like get their hands on that money until like 2025 uh, is what I was told yesterday that um, – that, that windfall doesn't start coming in and it's going to be more of a gradual thing with some of it like backloaded. And um, so, you know, I, I think everybody thinks they're just going to be flush with cash uh, in 2024. And apparently that's not the case, but you know, and I, for football, I think it's great. You get Fox, you get CBS, you get NBC. I, I know where you're going and I agree, but, Basketball, yep, gonna hurt. It yep, is. it's gonna hurt gonna big hurt. time. Mm-hmm. Yep, a lot of streaming services what required. Do we do what do we do on? What do we do on Tuesday and Thursday night? ESPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's we're where it's watching, always been. We were watching Big Ten games. Yep, and and they're not going to be there anymore. Is the Big Ten ACC challenge going to be a thing of the past for ESPN then? Mm, I don't no know. possibility. I, yeah. Somebody, somebody I was listening to yesterday kind of hinted that maybe they're going to do a little bit of a basketball deal with ESPN. Uh, but I, boy, if I'm ESPN, I just say go pound sand, you know? <laughs> well, apparently, though, did, you, did know? you see the reports on uh, Kevin Warren's going to be on uh, Real Sports on Tuesday night and some of the transcripts is starting to leak? It sure doesn't sound like expansion is over, and all eyes point west. Uh, Dennis Dodd spoke with uh, Kevin Warren early in the apparently in, in the week, and USC and UCLA need a travel partner, and ESPN's going to they think be willing to write that check to get uh, some of that uh, West Coast inventory. Maybe there is a basketball relation. Boy, wouldn't that be great if it, that's how it works out? Mm-hmm. As opposed to buying four or five streaming services. I know, and and you know, and Peacock. It looks like is going to get a bunch of games, and there'll be games on Big Ten Plus. I mean, there's just, uh, you know, I think the uh, the other sports, baseball, uh, wrestling, yeah. all those are going to be hurt. Yeah. They just start women's basketball. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you can trump it all you want that CBS is going to have the Big Ten women's championship game on their air, and that's awesome, mm-hmm. but. I was a little disappointed that CBS didn't pick up more Big Ten basketball games. That's I thought maybe CBS uh, Sports Network would be a part of that. We didn't see anything there. Yeah. Even USA Network, which is owned by NBC, yeah. I thought there might be more yeah. of a component. Uh-huh. And at least in the release yesterday, there wasn't anything there. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good I'm just point. Kind of, you know what I'm I'm kind of hoping is that former Hawkeye Paul Burmeister gets the NBC. <laughs> I brought him up yesterday. Play yeah. by play. We did. We talked about right. him and Chris Hassel yesterday. Yep. Yeah, I just I think you know Paul being at NBC mm-hmm. just makes total mm-hmm. sense that he would. And you saw I don't know if you guys follow Paul on Twitter, but he tweeted out something about the deal. So I kind of think maybe <laughs> yeah. there's something in the works that 
that Paul's going to be the play-by-play guy, and I also kind of threw out Anthony Heron yeah. as a guy. Is but, he ever um, good on Big so Ten good. Network? Yes. Boy, he's good. He's super. Yes. I mean, and and he works, does some NBC stuff with um, uh, the All-American Bowl. So, you know, two Big Ten guys that, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Iowa Connections and, and you know, both are, I consider, friends. So I, I'm a little biased, but <laughs> I... I think they're very, they would be excellent uh, selections for NBC's uh, Saturday night in America football game. Oh, massive. Tom, have a great week. We'll talk to you a week from today. Thank you, Tom Cakert. HawkeyeReport.com for Tom. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Uh, Trent, real quick before we go to break, yeah. are, are, are you disappointed that Nestler and Danielson are going to be held over from CBS? No, I was I'm surprised by... I'm blowback. Yeah. These are Big Ten guys. <laughs> exactly. Right? I was surprised. There's always going to be a guy, you know. It was... There was more than a guy. Yes. It was a lot deeper than uh-huh. I anticipated. That surprised me. I'm, I'm with you. We'll take a time out. Uh, speaking of play-by-play guys, one joins us next. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.10. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to right Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the Chiefs and the Commanders uh, coming up uh, this weekend at uh, Arrowhead Stadium. Now, Mitch, uh, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, we've noticed, and we mentioned this yesterday, that uh, when, you re- re- when you referenced the cathedral that is Arrowhead Stadium, um, there's now another name associated with who, who is that? G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead Stadium. There you go. That's what we're looking for. How, is that new, Mitch? Yeah, G. No, it's been there for, what, three seasons? I think Whoa. it started in COVID season of 2020. G-E-H-A is a uh, uh, national company. It's headquartered in Lee Summit, Missouri, in the east suburbs of Kansas City. And primarily, they provide uh, medical and health benefits for government employees especially like the military and gotcha. so uh, yeah you can dig into their background but it's a uh, huge company actually and they do great work uh, in providing uh, special opportunities for those who serve us as mm-hmm. civilians and also for the um, those in active duty and retired military and in the reserves. Wow, that is a big company. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's yep. get to Washington. I I hope that they um, I had hoped that they would stick with the football team. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> uh, they're the <laughs> they're the commanders now. But there was something about the the, the football team, Mitch, that I'm going to miss. I won't. But I'm glad. <laughs> I, you know, I totally respect your opinion. Yeah. Uh, we played them last year in the regular season. You remember? And I go, man, this is awkward. Uh, <laughs> Football team, Washington, and it, where it got really dangerous is you, you know you look for an acronym or a, so WFT is just too dangerously close uh-huh. to something else uh, that is used in text messages and and uh, so like uh, yeah I don't let's move on and find something else I don't mind commanders I actually think it's pretty good but uh, although you don't want to tie it into politics like when they were the Washington Senators that was kind of cool yeah. Um, but something to tie into our nation's capital, the commanders, I guess, is good enough. 
Well, a game that will be in front of us. What can you tell us, the breakdown? How many of the starters are going to play? What you anticipate this one's going to look like? And, of course, the biggest question, Patrick Mahomes, how much is he going to be out there? More than you'd think. Coach Reed said that Patrick could be out there the entire first half. I really Mm -hmm. think, truthfully, it feels like a quarter and a half. Okay. Maybe three series and then get him out of there. Uh, Same with Kelsey and the other first-teamers. Uh, defensively, it's just kind of hard to distinguish first and second team because of their depth, and you'll see a mixture. But it's almost going to be a combination of the old third preseason game mm. and the old second preseason game. Everybody's trying to figure out this 317 model. What do you do with the three preseason games? And nobody has a formula yet. But, uh, Coach Reed will say, yeah, we'll give him a half, but you know it's probably not going to be a half. <laughs> probably not. It's, it's good that he's playing. Good to see that. Uh, Mitch, St. Joe is over. Uh, yep. You guys packed things up. Uh, how did 2022 go? Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, Ken, and I don't want to overstate it, I think I was connoting this through our three weeks of reports, and we'll be on next week again uh, before we start our weekly segments in the regular season. Uh, but next week, camp flips to Kansas City. But it was phenomenal. One big reason was uh, there was no anvil hanging over the head of this team. There was no drastic major injuries that other teams have had. There was no major holdouts after Orlando Brown Jr. got into camp, which was very early. There was no drama around this camp. And to me, it was one of the better camps of all time, uh, of my all time. My 29 years as the voice of the Chiefs. It was also really poignant yesterday. I don't want to get this is a whole episode at some point. But it was Military Appreciation Day, and I was floored because I had time with Mark Nooch, N-U-T-S-C-H, I want to say it right, from Washington, Kansas. He was a rural Kansas kid who got an ROTC commission out of Kansas State. He said he took six years to get out of K-State, a little too close to Aggieville. (laughs) But he became Special Forces. He was one of the 12 horsemen in the movie, 12 Strong. And there is a, remember Afghanistan, uh, three days after 9-11, he gets deployed with 11 other guys, special forces, so Green Beret, um, and he just started talking about it to me privately and Matt McMullen, our senior team reporter, and football became very, very distant to me at that time. It was about an hour, just an unbelievable wow. talk, and a book's coming out called Sword of Lightning, uh, Swords of Lightning, um, but the movie 12 Strong, and uh, anyway... It was just a day of, like, I'll never forget it, a training camp. But overall, it was a truthfully a phenomenal training camp for this team and this franchise. We talked uh, Wednesday about a lot of injuries that were out there. What's the latest on McCole Hardman making his way back after that groin injury? Yeah, Chris Jones, Jarek McKinnon, Juju Smith-Schuster. A lot of banged-up guys, but it's also training camp. How serious of any of those uh, injuries are, are we at right now? None are serious, but let's put it in the being cautious category for all of those that you mentioned. The more serious one is Blake Bell, the tight end who had the hip uh, injury against Chicago last week. But I'm not sure if any of those guys that you mentioned will play. I know Juju won't. Uh, He basically missed all this week of practice just with a knee kind of inflammation. Uh, I don't think McColl will play. That was a scary groin injury, but it's not serious. doesn't appear to be serious. But I just don't think those guys will play. Now, it leads to uh, probably the biggest thing, because I'm now looking at this game against Washington, of like what will have the biggest impact in trying to get this team ready for Glendale and playing the Arizona Cardinals on that first Sunday of the regular season. 
and to me it's punt returner. We're sitting here on August the 19th, and we don't know who the punt returner of this team is going to be. That's a blank line. And Sky Moore, who will get a lot of snaps in this game because of the injuries to Juju and to McColl, is also a leading candidate to be the punt returner, but he hasn't captured it yet. There's a lot of guys that will audition for this tomorrow afternoon uh, for that punt returning role. And it's a little bit concerning because you just don't know. I mean, you're still theorizing at this point. Isaiah Pacheco will be the kick returner. And the other one uh, would be in the running game. Uh, the Chiefs didn't run the ball very much at all. I, I shouldn't say with any kind of success against Chicago. None at all. Longest run was six. And they need to run the ball tomorrow. And they need to run the ball with not just the first-team offensive line. they got to get some kind of rhythm. Uh, or it will be problematic uh, in week one of the regular season. I'm not going to run the ball, but I'm going to run to Papa John's at some point this weekend, Mitch. I, oh I, I'm hearing about these Papa Bulls. We've got 20 <laughs> seconds. Are they here yet? It's neat. Well, we're getting there. Okay. This, you only have until Sunday to get these spicy uh, pepperoni rolls, right? These pizza rolls. They're only five forty nine. That's That's a lunch thing. Sometimes you go, ah, pizza's too heavy for lunch. Not these babies. These spicy pepperoni rolls, which I sent on a drone to you guys in Las Vegas. Loved them. Uh, 549. 